Since the beginning of the church, persecution has been part of the Christian experience. In fact, the Bible tells us that all who seek to live a godly life will be persecuted. Today, an estimated 360 million Christians are living under severe religious restriction. On this podcast, we share their stories. And we answer the question, how can American Christians live as Christ in an increasingly hostile culture? The way of the persecuted is the harder way. And this is the Harder Way podcast. Well, hello everyone. I'm still Scott. And I'm still Maddie. And welcome to episode 41 of the Harder Way podcast. Okay. Well, we have a new assignment that we're making for ourselves. And we're going to uh, address an issue that somebody brought up to us recently. And they didn't bring it up to us about the podcast, but when they brought it up to us, we recognized it from the podcast. Mm. And a student of ours said, you know... One of the things that you all do really well in the classroom is you give us the nuts and bolts of how to do something. You don't just tell us what to do, right? Mm. Because Practical you, application. Yeah, yeah, because because it's one thing to tell somebody like, hey, buddy, choke up in the bat when they're out on a little league field. It's another thing to go out and show them, okay, choke up means to move your hands like this. And then, and then, and then, it actually demonstrates to them what that means. I remember people yelling at me, "Choke up on the bat!" When I was in little league, I had no idea what that meant. Yeah, you know, they were giving you good advice, sound yeah, advice, right? But doesn't really matter if you don't actually know how to do it. That's why I used to yell at your little brother when he would play little league. I just yell, "Do more good stuff! Don't do so much bad stuff!" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're pretty good at doing that in the classroom. Really telling people how. So not just what to do, but how to do it. And I think that's really lacking in Western discipleship. We, we do a lot of knowledge transfer, what to do, but we don't do life transfer, how to do. And if we look at Jesus and his example, Jesus did both, wouldn't you say? Right, because I think you could say in a simpler way, we do a lot of talk and not a lot of walk. That's it. Right? And so, you know, with Jesus, we see that Yes, he shared knowledge. He connected with people by speaking with them, by mm-hmm. sharing his message, by sharing the truths of the gospel with people. But he also walked alongside people. He, you know, we look at even the calling of the disciples and what it looked like for them to be really called out of their previous vocations. And Jesus walked alongside them in that saying, mm-hmm. okay, you know, like we're, we're leaving the boats. People were, you know, we're, right. <laughs> come on, follow me. <laughs> follow me. He didn't say, come to my seminar. Right. Which he held at the, at the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not hating on seminars. We do some seminars ourselves. Yeah, seminars are great. <laughs> Um, but you, if you have to couple that with practical application. Mm. Yeah. So for the last 40 podcasts, we've been sharing some really deep spiritual truths. And we've been sharing some things that we, that are, you know, bought in the blood of Bible couriers and persecuted Christians, the information that you don't just get everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of it overlaps with things that you might be taught in a regular situation or environment. But what we want to do next is we want to really start explaining the how-to of it. Yes, and one of the ways that we uh, have come up with that we think uh, is going to help with getting that real-world application, getting that how-to nuts and bolts, is by looking at the examples we see in Scripture. 
And so we are actually uh, going to be setting out on a brand new series starting next week in episode 42, where we are going to be going through, um, I, I wouldn't say chronologically, because I think we'll probably... That's boring. Yeah, we'll hop around a little bit. God, I already uh, did that. <laughs> but we are going to go through uh, and look at uh, various figures and people in Scripture and look at what the harder way looked like in their life. When did they choose the harder way? When did they choose the easy way? When were they choosing faith over fear? What did that look like? How did they do that? You know, is there evidence there that they have a biblical definition of suffering? Is there evidence there that they're understanding God's providence? Is there evidence there that they're stewarding what God uh, has placed in front of them? Right. Is there evidence that they are that they are growing? Mm-hmm. In their faith, so so I developed something in my dissertation called the the persecution flowchart. We mentioned it way way back. I think we've mentioned it several times. Yeah, well, I'm kind of proud of it. I'm, I'm <laughs> not really that proud of it, but it just it works. It gets <clears throat> what effective. We wanna, what we're going to do is show uh, one of the things we're going to do is show how that people walked through that flowchart and how they either turned the right direction or the wrong direction, and then what the results were and how they mm. either. Right, so it's how they walked through their situation. And do they walk through alone or do they walk through with God? Right, and I mean, we can see various examples throughout Scripture. You know, obviously there's probably some that are coming to mind for you. I'm, I'm imagining many people right now when we're talking about choosing the wrong way, uh, probably um, are envisioning somebody like Jonah, right? Where when they he was given a choice and he made that wrong choice first, you know, chose man's way, chose fear over faith. Right. You know, and so there are just so many examples that we can look at in Scripture. There's so much there. And, you know, this is a this is a Bible podcast that even though uh, there have been and been times where, you know, the, the topic isn't necessarily, oh, what does this Bible passage say about this? But. This is a Bible first podcast because this is a Bible first ministry. We've talked time We're and Bible time. Bible first people. Yes, Bible first people because we've talked time and time again about the Bible being the book of Jesus. Why is it the book of Jesus? Why do you say that? Well, for those of you who are new here, uh, for those of you who might just need a refresher because we have said this many times, but we'll say it again because it's important. The Bible is the book of Jesus really because Jesus said that it was. And we'll tell you what that means. So we know logically that the Gospels are about Jesus. Right. That's kind of the whole point. Right. Going through the life and ministry of Jesus. The New Testament books, if we look at the epistles, they are the stories of the church and instruction to the church on how to live like Christ. And remember, the church is Jesus's body. Right. Right. Then we see... So that's about Jesus. So that's about Jesus. Then we have Revelation, which is about Jesus' second coming. Yeah, and also to letters to churches. And letters to the churches, again, yeah. the body of Christ. But what about the whole first half? Mm. Well, Jesus actually said that all the law and the prophets are about him. And that's a reference to the Old that's Testament. That's a reference to what we today would call the Old Testament. Yeah, Luke 24. And so if we look at that then, it means the whole Old Testament... And the whole New Testament are all about Jesus. And even beyond that, you can really see this entire redemptive Jesus-centric, or we you know, typically would say Christocentric, right. Christocentric um, narrative throughout the entirety of Scripture 
that it always goes back to him. So that's why we call the Bible the book of Jesus, and that's why we say that uh, one of the primary ways and one of the most powerful ways to abide in Christ, which if you want to be able to be resilient in persecution, you got to abide in Christ. Yep, that's the right. best way to abide in Christ is to uh, engage with the book of Jesus. And so what better way uh, for us who are constantly telling all of you out there, uh, you know, got to be in the book of Jesus, got to be in the book of Jesus, to actually number one, you know, right? We're doing that ourselves to prepare for these podcast episodes, right. but then also showing you practically how to do that, right? Because we're kind of going through, oh, this passage says this and these things and all that. And then also um, just then showing you the practical examples of the people in scripture. Yeah, and so Maddie and I, just uh, re- uh, appealing to a place of authority, um, uh, Ultimately, we're we're on a mission from God, so that's that's our ultimate authority. Uh, in the eyes of man, I have a doctorate. Maddie has a master's in theology, so we're we're pretty solid on our Bible teaching, and uh, we're not we don't hold really extreme positions except for about extreme faith. Yeah, extreme <laughs> faith and extreme. Pos- we'll say uh, we'll throw out a fun academic word for you. It's called inerrancy. Right. It means that the Bible is 100% right in everything that it says, whether it's historical, theological, um, geographical, anything like that. And so we would say our extreme, our extremist view is extreme inerrancy, meaning... And also extreme authority. God's, God's word is the final court yes. of arbitration. It is the final authority mm-hmm. on all matters of faith and practice and on anything else it speaks about. Yep. You don't That's get an opinion. That's called Sola Scriptura. Right. That's why we'll tell people that'll talk to us about, well, that can't be because God is love. And we'll, I'll tell them, wait a minute. Is that your definition of love or God's definition mm-hmm. of love? Because God's love is like self-sacrificing. And I mean, it's, but but it's not maybe what you're saying about just tolerant and accepting. Mm-hmm. It's forgiving. Yeah. That's, it's merciful. <laughs> but it's not what you're saying, you know. Yeah. So... So we have these uh, <clears throat> ideas that we want to really um, interweave with the spiritual principles, truths, facts that we've shared over the last uh, 40 uh, episodes. And we want to um, really start to open your the, our audience's minds to how to come up with these things themselves. And so we have to show you the how-to. Yes, exactly. Right. We can't just we can't just do a knowledge transfer and think that you're going to be okay, because you're not. You know, it does you no good uh, if if you were if you were um, you know being uh, a hurricane is coming over your house and you're thinking, I know that I should put boards over my windows and that I should have water and then and then when a hurricane comes you should also you know do all these other steps. I should get you should get in a shelter or whatever. But if you don't do any of that stuff, then it's not actually going to help you. And if you've never actually done it in practice, you may not be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when you're going to put your boards up on your windows, you might have this mental picture. I'll grab a two by four, quarter inch two by four, and tack it up with some nails with my nail gun. Maybe, but you might want to use one inch and you might want to, you know, there's some other ways to do it. Like when we lived in Guam, when we were little, we'd get a typhoon coming in. Um, we actually had uh, one-inch thick plywood 
that went over the windows and there were there were bolts there were anchor bolts in the walls of the house on the mm. outside and you'd pop the boards up over oh, those wow. and so we practiced doing that so that when a typhoon came you'd be able to do it quickly we had to do it fast because you didn't get a lot of warning and the weather was not accurate now it was really inaccurate then <laughs> you know yeah so uh big wind come make put up a board so we won't want we don't want you all to spend your time listening to this podcast and then when the storms of persecution come or increase you know that you're not prepared when when they try to when they try to bring all the covid stuff back again if they do i don't know if they will or won't might be prophetic but if they do you have a faith position from which to respond not a political position uh or you can uh, rightly divide <clears throat> what's going on in the world around you and make a position of faith because here's the thing we don't know what's going to happen we don't know what the world's going to look like what our country's going to look like one thing that we can i would say safely guesstimate or project is that things are going to be extremely divisive over this next year yeah because it's an election year mm-hmm. and so we know that there are going to be so many people who are looking to capitalize on your fear they're oh, looking yeah. to make you afraid and then to capitalize on that fear so that you will do what they want and help them get their political agendas across and i am not talking about one side i am talking about both sides i'm right. talking about the political system as a whole right and so if you are not going in to this election season um with a faith over fear mindset with a harder way mindset with a steward's mindset you are going to be blown about you are going to be scared you're going to be getting angry at people you're going to be um in a really really bad position you're going to be not going to be your better self you know i always refer to being my better self my average self and my worst self um um and really being your worst self is when you kind of just let go of and and act like a regular normal person Mm. being your normal self is kind of when you you know you're you clearly you're a christian and the Lord is influencing some of the things you're saying and doing. But being your better self <clears throat> is when you're really walking by faith, walking as a steward, trusting the Lord, and exemplifying those things in your life in, in yeah. oftentimes very hard ways, sometimes mm-hmm. harder than what other people can stand. And so we really want to be our higher selves, especially in this season. You might look at it and say, wow, what comes ahead in the next year is an opportunity for the church to really blow it. But I say what comes ahead in the next year is the opportunity for Christians, Jesus people, to really, really show other people what it means to be a Christian. Oh, absolutely. I think that it's a a really incredible opportunity. And that's why I'm so excited that we are going to be doing this series during that time. Because we don't have an exact time frame of how long this particular series will go on. But we're envisioning probably... Somewhere around Election Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, you know, uh, nine months to a year, six months to a year, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and so with that, that means that all during this crazy, chaotic election season, this divisive time in our country, you can come and listen every week to us going through the Bible. And we're going to encourage you that when you come and listen and we go through a particular account 
after you listen to that episode, go and actually read the account for yourself. Engage with the Bible for yourself. And we'll remind you of that in every episode. Don't just go by our summary. Right. <laughs> actually go and read it for yourself because yeah, that's going to transform Yeah, you. and you might even go into the show notes and read it before you listen just so you're mentally prepared. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to read a lot of it on the podcast because like we said, we're Bible people. We want the Bible to feature the foremost position. The, it, the Bible, that's what motivates us. You know, a guy one time, and this was in the last year, I was uh, sitting in a, the sauna at the gym. We go to the YMCA, they've got a sauna in there, and you meet some very interesting people in, in the YMCA sauna. And uh, this fellow came in, he was asking, we were talking, and he was asking me what I do. I said, well, I have three jobs, and I was explaining to him my three jobs, and he goes, what would possess you to have three different jobs and have them all focus around this, your faith and all the same thing? And I'm like, I'm, I'm a Bible person, I, a mm-hmm. Jesus person. I can't do anything else. That's what I'm. That's that's for me. That's my calling in life. Not to say that God doesn't need, you know, bankers and all those other and all kinds of other wonderful positions. But that's what He called me to. He was so perplexed by it, he couldn't understand it. But when we, um begin to look through scripture and look at the application of these uh, harder way principles in the lives of those who, who have lived before us I think it's going to be easier for us to draw parallels to our own lives mm-hmm. and it's going to be easier for us to give practical examples of how to do something Yes, because we'll be looking at practical examples in Scripture, right? And then it's also going to provide us an opportunity then when we're looking at a practical example in Scripture um, to, depending on the circumstance, maybe draw a parallel to um, a specific nuts and bolts example in a modern situation right. or a specific nuts and bolt example um, from our persecuted brothers and sisters, you know, past or present. And beyond that, we'll talk about... When Daniel goes in the lion's den, it's not just about the fact that Daniel went in the lion's den. It's how did he prepare for that? Mm. What events led up to that that made him prepared to have that kind of faith? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. There's there's actually a song about that. It's called uh, In the Sandals of Daniel. Uh, It's by, by Greater Vision. And they sing about that. And they're basically talking about how, you know, what what would my reaction be if I were in the sandals of Daniel? You know, would I be prepared to go into the lion's den? Would I be prepared to, you know, keep on praying if I was told to not pray? You know, yeah, so, and, you and know it's an was, interesting thought experiment. <clears throat> who was David and what gave him the gumption to fight Goliath? Yeah. <clears throat> well, those are easy ones, but there are a lot of harder ones that we're going to share with you. There are a lot of and... complex characters there are in the bible and along the way we're also we're also going to share some principles of hermeneutics which is hermeneutics comes from the greek word hermeneutikos which means to interpret Um, so it's the art and science of biblical interpretation right the first book on it was actually written by aristotle that's called it was called de interpretatione and uh it's lost to history but it was it's recorded as being the first and it's basically applying logic and reason uh, the purpose was, is the goal of, of hermeneutics is so that the reader can be certain that they have understood accurately the intended meaning that the writer put forth. 
Mm. So we have the Holy Spirit, uh, which is a big a big uh, plus for us. <laughs> yeah. But even then, sometimes we can get off a little bit and we can misunderstand a passage because what happens is we live in the 21st century in America of certain generations. So you might be Gen X or Gen Y or Gen Z or Millennial or you might be a Baby Boomer, boomer Baby Buster, uh, whatever you are, you bring all of those prejudices to your Bible reading. Yeah. So so you might actually have a wrong interpretation of something. It's like a secondary issue. It's not a big thing. But uh, hermeneutics can help you straighten that out. So we're going to bring some hermeneutical principles. We're going to bring in some Bible reading principles. So Lord willing, by the time you, if you stick with us for this year, you're going to have uh, a picture of the whole Bible. You're going to have... Uh, um, some some solid hermeneutic understandings. You're going to really have a solid grasp of the harder way and how to apply it to your life and how it was in other people's lives. And you're going to have something much rather better to listen to than uh, all the political stuff. Yes. Any anytime you want to just listen to, you know, people debating or you know, angry political news sound bites just listen to the harder way podcast there you go. or i'm e- even better listen to your audio bible but but also listen to the harder way podcast right. <laughs> because we're talking about the bible <laughs> that's good that's good Daddy. well listen we're going to cut it off at 21 minutes today so uh, we just want to uh, bless you and we pray that you have a wonderful week we thank you for being with us week after week and uh, we look forward to uh, go, starting this journey with you mm-hmm. and really digging a straight path for the harder way. We are really excited and we would love to have you along for the ride on this new series. So right. we will see you next week, episode 42. Or at least we'll hear you. Or you'll hear or us. You hear us. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Harder Way podcast. If you were encouraged by this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review. To be the first to know when we publish new episodes, subscribe to the Harder Way podcast on your favorite platform. Until next time, remember the words of Christ. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.